lucky for Chad Daybell, he's still above ground. Or maybe five husbands is enough for Lori Vallow, and it's good business to keep one around. Lori has been charged with conspiracy to commit murder two years after her brother shot and killed fourth husband, Charles Vallow. But did she actually murder hubby number three? On this episode of Drowning Verdict, I talk about the possibility of Lori being solely responsible for the death of Joseph Ryan. He died in 2018 from natural causes, because it's only natural for a black widow like Lori to take a husband and one of his offspring. Welcome to Drowning Verdict. I'm Chip Mahoney, and you're listening to my true crime podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about cases out there in the world that fascinate me, and I go more in depth with the case. So thanks a lot for joining me today. You might have found me on my YouTube or my Twitter, which is a good way to get the latest episodes in that format. If you like what you hear in the sample, click the link in the description to get the full episode and check it out. If you're on my YouTube, that's a good place to be. You'll get full episodes of Drowning Verdict there, plus my crime and commentary show called Glock Watchers, which I also do some uh, wrap-up on more popular episodes of DV. So sub, come back for more. If you've already done so, totally appreciate that. means a lot to me. Um, as you know, I try to be you know, bigger and better each and every time if I can. If not, I try to... Uh, deliver a little nugget of information that you might not hear in the newsfeed or it might not be a topic of convo, but maybe it's something for you. Because my podcast, quite frankly, it's not for everybody. Um, I watch a lot of true crime, have a lot of experience with it, but a lot of times they are, you know, beating that dead horse and then just running it through the street because it's been done a million times before. Um, You know, the people they've been talking about have been dead for years. The serial killers have been in jail for years, yet they do it over and over and over again. It's a format that's interesting. It works. But for me, I'm more of, uh, you know, kind of a talk, topic of conversation, like one little nugget I can kind of latch on to and then deliver that to you. And hopefully it's meaningful and it's a reason to share and talk more about the cases, which I think is really important for open and active cases because there's just so much uh, craziness going on all the time in the newsfeed. And these cases sometimes get lost in the shuffle. Now, this isn't necessarily the case with the topic today because I've covered her before. And, you know, she's still pretty big news. But obviously, we've got another big story taking over the newsfeed. Um, you know, the Gabby Petito story, probably the number one true crime thing in America, you know, hunting down. Uh, Brian Laundrie. I've done a few podcast episodes on that myself. But Lori Vallow is a big deal. It's a big case. And a lot of people have died within the last you know, handful of years that she's been with hubby number five, uh, Chad Daybell, who I've always called like Mr. Complicit. Um, he's very quiet. He doesn't really um, garner too much attention. And yet he's involved. He's complicit to these acts that have happened. Now, today's topic and the reason why I'm dropping this episode and what I'm going to give you uh, probably in a few minutes if you hang with me is you know an answer to the question did Lori the black widow 
in my mind, she's a black widow. Did she actually physically murder hubby number three, Joseph Ryan? Was she solely responsible for that? Because we do know that she ordered a hit on hubby number four, Charles Vallow, which in Arizona they call a conspiracy to commit murder. And if you've checked out previous episodes on DV, you've heard me talk about that. Is Lori Vallow in danger of the death penalty in Arizona? And I think that's a big, big deal here. So yeah, my answer uh, to that question was, yeah, I think she's in danger to the death penalty. That's proxy murder. Uh, it's conspiracy to commit murder, meaning that she's no different than a mob boss where she can call a hit. But did she call a hit on hubby number three, Joseph Ryan, who died in 2018? And they had, um, you know, uh, one of the child uh, together, uh, the girl. And so I'm going to get into answering that question here in a minute because it's been in the back of my mind and now it's in the front of my mind because this stuff is going to be going into uh, the courtroom, uh, I think, in early 2022. Uh, it was supposed to be early 2021, but so many, you know, so many things happened, shenanigans, the mental health facility, all that stuff, um, you know, came into play and things have been delayed. But I think it's going to pop off in 2022 and I'm going to talk about it today. Did she murder hubby number three herself? And was it a hit? Was it a hit or did she do it herself? And how might that have happened? Well, some of the reports have said that he died of natural causes, like a heart attack. Um, there's some uh, crazy stories out there that you can find on the internet, the worldwide web of things out there that we all know of. And, you know, things like massage oils and massage blankets and, you know, did it something penetrate the skin and then, you know, uh, lead to a poison or something like that. Well, um, my first inclination about Lori, and I do have to say this, is that she has actually bothered me for a long time since I've actually been covering this stuff. And the reason is, is because she's so completely dangerous. She's a very dangerous person, and I do believe that um, the judge at one point said that she could not even have a cell phone on her uh, in the uh, her jail cell, which was a fantastic idea uh, for them to block that because... If she can talk to somebody uh, through a podcast, through a cell phone, if she can talk to people, she can get them to do things for her. And so I've considered her not only a Black Widow, but somebody who is um, no different than a mob boss, somebody who can manipulate in order to get somebody else to do the deed. So getting to that question, did she murder hubby number three, Joseph Ryan? My answer to this and the reason for this podcast episode is to say that no, she did not murder hubby number three herself with her own hand, uh, you know, by her own uh, will with no, no one else involved. And I say that because I don't think she's she's uh, killed anybody else in this whole scenario, uh, whether it be the children, Charles Vallow, or anybody else that you can read about. I think. 100% that she has manipulated the whole situation and that when she got to hubby number five, she found somebody with whom she shared her, her, um, her deep religious beliefs. And that, that belief, uh, concept went off the deep end. 
And a lot of that, I think, uh, from my author mind, is that she got lost in the writings of uh, Chad Daybell, his end of times writing. I've covered a lot about that, but I think that she saw herself in that literature of his, and that was a great way for them to, um, you know, come together and then just build more of that fire and that fire of belief that they are, um, you know, more celestial beings, that they're not really um, here other than uh, being you know, a prophet, you know, uh, ordained by God himself to lead people to places of refuge and into the cities of refuge during the second coming, that sort of stuff, end of time stuff. And I think that is what spilled over and um, kind of created this atmosphere over the last couple of years where Lori could manipulate people, her brother Alex Cox being one who I think is responsible for most of this stuff and if hubby number three was killed and it was nefarious that he was involved the brother so I think that he Alex Cox the brother had um, physically killed the children uh, the, the children uh, that you know about who I don't like to say their names you know it's just so sad to talk about um, but I think that he is uh, solely responsible for that for Charles Vallow and I do think that with more investigative work that it could come out that hubby number three was one of his victims as well that Lori herself manipulated the situation and did not actually pull the trigger on anyone did not actually um do anything to the children other than put them in the place uh to be taken care of point in uh you know point to make about that would be uh the girl the daughter last time she was seen alive was in the national park uh there in wyoming and she was in the presence of alex cox who had already shot charles vallow and she was in the presence of uh Lori as well who was known to now uh through investigators in arizona to to have been involved in a conspiracy to commit murder so she was all already a proxy mom she had already called a proxy hit and charles vallow um, hubby number four is um, kind of a, a good case analysis of how she operates and how she works. So killing hubby number three, yes, I do think that uh, he didn't die by natural causes. That, you know, the only thing natural about it is that uh, Lori is a black widow and it's natural for her to kill a husband and take one of his offspring. You know, other than Chad Daybell, because hubby number five seems to have done it for her in order to really build that fire on her spiritual self, uh, whom she is a self-ordained prophet. She thinks that she is someone the Bible talks about as a prophet. However, if you read the King James Bible, not talking about the Mormon Bible because I've never read it, I don't know it, uh, but if you read the King James Bible, any kind of prophet or somebody that uh, God is going after usually runs away from that situation. They run in the opposite direction. You know, Jonah runs uh, somewhere far away to get on a boat and then actually jumps in to the, uh, to the sea to get away from God. You know, uh, the prophets out there weren't uh, necessarily you know, on fire to begin with. And so for her to kind of be a self-ordained prophet and put herself in that situation is just for uh, the factor of manipulation, to manipulate people over and over and over again, get them on her side and have them do her dirty work. And I think if you talked or were able to talk or listen to any one of her quote unquote close friends who knew her then they would say just like the woman had said on uh, Dateline the episode they ran a while back that she was a manipulator a liar and indeed I think that she is and that's why I think she's very very dangerous 
putting her in a mental health facility right now, I guess that's a good idea to, you know, um, maybe uh, prepare a case better or just do something with her for now until they get to court. Um, but I don't think it's about mental health. I think it's about um, that, uh, you know, that wickedness uh, where you can manipulate others to do what you want them to do. And when it comes down to it, I don't believe that she was um, the actual murderer of hubby number three. I do believe that he died um, not by natural causes, but by the plans put in place by Lori and whomever was else involved. And that would be, I would say, the brother Alex Cox, because he even is on record, I believe it's in Texas, um, 2007-ish, trying to kill the guy anyways. And you can read about that. I don't need to describe it. But those plans were put in place by her. They were talked about by her. She was very good at talking. She was very good at saying stuff and people not taking her seriously. But she was really uh, planting the seed for things that would happen. You know, she said a lot of stuff. She said that she wanted to, you know, drive off a cliff with all the uh, the kids and, and everybody and drive off a cliff right into the ocean. That was after, uh, shortly after those two ladies in um, the Pacific Northwest, the, the Hearts, uh, who had the adopted children, drove their minivan off a cliff in Northern California. And she laughed at that and said, yeah, you know, we should, we should do that. Well, she's kind of... Sh- you know, serious about that. It's just that she doesn't want to be in the passenger seat. She wants to be observing that while everybody else is in the van. So the person driving it is a person committing the act, but she's guilty of putting that act together, putting everybody in the minivan, if you will, and having them drive off the cliff because she's actually pushing it, you know, with another car or something like that. So she's manipulating that process and it's, wrapped around uh you know a spiritual thing um that they are herself is somebody who is a prophet and that other people whom she wants taken out that they are no longer uh spiritually present in their own bodies they are overtaken by some sort of um zombie or some sort of you know uh demon or something like that and they just need to be killed and their spirit is already gone so it's fine you know they can die And this is what, uh, you know, she has put into play. And I think that's the reason why so many people have died within the last, I want to say, three to five years or more in her world. Other than Chad, because once she met him, I think she found her match. And I think that match also lit the fire to burn very deep within inside of her about who she thought she was. And going from that pretty picturesque, bride into the person in the orange and white jumpsuit with a look on her face there's a distinct difference about who changed and that was her everybody else seemed to be uh, pretty much the same other than the brother Alex Cox she was the person in my mind the black widow who was overtaken by somebody or something nefarious with inside of her so the outside started to appear that way and you can see that in uh, the actual, you know, thumbnail there on YouTube, you can see the difference between the honeymoon picture with Joseph Ryan a long time ago and what she looks like today. And she's the one that changed. She's the Black Widow, and she's very, very scary. And you know, you can read a lot about so many stories intertwined with her and Chad Daybell. But I think one uh, caught my attention 
quite a while ago, and it was one of the former uh, jailmates at her uh, jail cell to begin with. And uh, that person said, you know, you can't trust her, and she would turn on you on a dime. And she would even turn on her husband, the fifth one, Chad Daybill. Chad Daybell if he doesn't watch out and I think that's something that could come up in the court proceedings to see how she operates see how she wants to save her skin and I wonder if those two will go at it because I think that uh, when that court you know proceeding does happen in Idaho that the real thing the real thing she's got to watch out is coming to Arizona because she, if she's in court in Arizona and the death penalty's on the hook for her, calling that hit the conspiracy to commit murder on the uh, Charles Vallow, the fourth husband, yes, that's a death penalty on the hook for her. Um, not to be too scared about it because they haven't executed um, someone in quite a while here in Arizona, but that doesn't mean she can't get it. And how will they find out what happened to third hubby, Joseph Ryan? Well, what happened to him is that Lori got involved and she set up, in my mind, the situations for him to just, you know, go off to Never Neverland. And that was, uh, you know, put in play by her. And whether, you know, she did it or not, you know, if they find out about it, my idea is that she did not physically do it herself. She had somebody else do it for her, like she has everybody else do her dirty work. So this is Chip Mahoney talking to you on Drowning Verdict. What do you think about her? What do you think about hubby number three? And how do you think that Joseph Ryan passed away? Because it wasn't by natural causes. The only thing natural about it is that she's a black widow. She sets it up and have has everybody else do the deed. Somebody did it for her. This is Chip Mahoney signing off. Thanks for joining me today. Probably have more for you. I'm out. <laughs>